So we'll start with the with this Rambam. The Rambam grapples with this question that all of the Torahs talks about reward for mitzvahs and punishment for averas. It's always in physical sense, physical terms, this this worldly terms. What happened to Elam Haba and all that? That doesn't seem to get make it into the into the picture. And the Rambam is this, this Rambam says after I already clarified very clearly that that's not the reality. The reality is that the Irish is uh, in Alam Haba, the Karanish is in Alam Haba, the Kriskar is in Alam Haba, so why is, what's this, this, the, this, this Parshish Bechukosai that very clearly is tying it into this world? Um, so that's his question in the first paragraph. So the second paragraph says, Lakachi Hekroshalatabokal Debor. This is what it's about. The person gave us a Torah. You learn the Torah, you do the mitzvahs, you have a ticket to Elam Haba. The better you're at it, the more you get. Fine. If our approach to Torah is we're excited about doing it, we do it with Simcha. And we therefore we're going to dedicate ourselves to this because it's something which is valuable to us and important to us. So the Russian will take away all impediments. So these things mentioned in the parish are impediments to our avoid. The haftoch over here is if you this, if this is what you really want, I'll take away the impediments. So the the, the reward for your actions will be another hub. But I'm being mafteach you that I will help you if this is the path that you want to go. You, I'll make it that much easier for you. And the Russian will give us our needs. And I won't have to spend my day trying to take care of my basic needs. Because I'm, I'm very, I'm, I can take care of those very easily. I have, I have the wealth and resources to do that. So therefore, I won't be distracted and wait and forced to spend my time on those type of things. And I can spend my time in a Hashem. Right. So the pause continues and says, after that, and it'll be a tremendous merit if we keep the mitzvahs. I mean, that was that was the starting point. Is if you do the mitzvahs, this is what you get. And by the way, it's very good if you do this. The mitzvahs, like we already said that. So what's it repeating a second time? It's a partial mitzvah. It's repeating that that you should do the mitzvahs. You're going to get this because this will facilitate doing the mitzvahs. That's the point. Not that this will. This is a reward. This is not the reward. This is a, a way to facilitate a person to do the mitzvahs. Now, the the printing of this was cut off. I haven't figured out why it's doing that. Cut off like a few lines in the bottom. Um, but then he says, the second half of the picture is a fascinating thing. So now a person doesn't do mitzvahs. So the Russian brings all these things which are going to now be impediments to doing mitzvahs. So it's, it's it's so not only do you, the person end up not getting his getting haba and getting an additional haba, the person doesn't make it. If you p- choose that path, the person will make it that much harder for the person to do mitzvahs. 
That's really the second half of the picture. So a person doesn't. So you're going to have Rav, you're going to have Muhammad, and you're going to have, you know, it's all these sorrows and you're going to be running away. You know, like, you know, it's very hard to be focused on the mitzvahs when you're focusing on just survival. So um, that's how the Ramah understands the whole story. And if he says, in the next page, he says, so now take this concept and understand Mashiach. The Ramah says that, that that's. Why the Sava called call, the, 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 the second paragraph on the, on the next page? Because they said the Sava called Yisrael the Vayim v'Chachamayim liyosim Mashiach. Kadei sheyunuchu mimalchius shenem anichus lano lasik b'tera u'mitzvah kahaygen. The more says there's a machlokes the more what's going to happen that the Yosim Mashiach. Shmuel says Ein benelam azel the Yosim Mashiach el shiva malchius bovah. The only difference we'll see now when Mashiach comes is going to be that we know the nations of, of the world will have no power over Kali Yisrael. They will not be oppressed by Kali Yisrael. So Kali Yisrael can live a normal functioning life and do mitzvahs. That's what basically what the Rebbe says. Mercy Mashiach is not the, the time of reward. The time of reward is Alam Haba. Ram Mashiach is. Um, so Tkiyas Mesim is not immediately after Mashiach comes. That's a whole other stage of the, of the world. That's, that's a stage, that period is a period of reward. But Yemesh Mashiach is, is a period of time which the Ram understands that Kaisal will, will continue to accrue Torah mitzvahs. And therefore, the reason we, we desire Yemesh Mashiach is it'll be, it'll be a time where this will be removed from, the impediments will be removed and we can serve a Kaddish Baruch properly. The Yimtzalonim Margoya, we will be able to, to be able to relax. We are b'chachma, therefore we're able to spend more time understanding chachma. Kadesh yis kol chelam abos, and we'll get more reward. If he shows the yomim terba hada adaya b'chachma ve'emes, there'll be tremendous understanding. Ki mola haratzeis hashem. I don't. No person will need to teach somebody else. Because everybody will understand it themselves. The Mashiach will be greater than Shlomo in, in knowledge. Nabi God will occur the Moshe, and will be a Nabi as well. Not greater than Moshe, but close to Moshe. He will teach Christ what to do. The God will come to hear as well. Everybody's, it'll be well established. Everybody's going to want to come and, and hear. Um, so it's a normal world. Everything's functioning the same. will reestablish their malchus and the basic mitzvahs, etc. Which is so the Ramah says that that's that's what the person is anticipating when Mashiach comes. Um, There's one expounding on this. It says Mashiach is going to come. Mumsalim will take over all of the physical needs. So Christ will be able to sit and learn. So now, if a person enjoys sitting and learning, that's a, this is great, right? <laughs> Person doesn't enjoy sitting; he enjoys being involved in business. We must all take over business. So he says, "This person has problems sitting and learning for an hour. Imagine he has sixteen hours a day to learn. What's, what's supposed to happen?" 
So somebody said, you know, said, do you want me to mop? And they said, back to do you want me to mop? Wait for Mashiach. I said, listen, I'm not, you know, do, do whatever you want. You know, I'm just describing the reality. Um, but the truth is, it's not true. It's incorrect. The point is that the reality of the world will be so clear that, that the person will want at that point in time. It's even a person who right now finds difficulty. Uh, it's not interesting to him, it's not important to him, etc. When Mashiach comes, he'll understand that it's, it, it, it's the, uh, the, the understanding of the, 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 what the world is about will be clear, and therefore a person will want to. And so that's, you know, that's, that, that issue of, you know, I, I, can't, I can't sit and learn an hour straight nowadays. How am I supposed to sit and learn 16 hours a day? When Mashiach comes, it's not a kash. Because when Mashiach comes, you'll want to sit and learn 16 hours a day. Reminds me um, that one of the uh, the Russian czars, I think it was one of the Russian czars, said, "says according to you Jews, it says when when your Mashiach comes, that all of the kings of the world are going to come and bow in front of him." It says, "What happens to me if I don't bow? I want to bow." Probably you're Jewish. So the, the, he asked one of the, the you know the Pichim and Klai Yisrael, you know the Chacham. He says. Then he won't be Mashiach. The real Mashiach, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna, you're gonna want to bow. If you don't want to bow, it means he's not Mashiach. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right? so, so, there's nothing to talk about. Either, it's, either you will bow, or if you don't, it means he wasn't Mashiach. End, end the conversation. Yeah. Right? Um, there's no answers back there. There's no, like, no, there's no debate after that conversation, you realize. You know, you know, it's something like they have like debate stoppers. Like Ruben and Shimon are arguing. Ruben says, "You know that I'm, I'm right." Shimon says, "Yeah, you're right. You can't keep fighting." Right? The husband says, to, "The wife says to the husband, you know, you, you weren't, you, you were nice." The husband says, "You're right. It wasn't nice." Fight's over. The fight's over. Like you know, the husband says, "I know I was nice. You know, I had, I, I, I give an excuse why I did it." So I said, "No, you're wrong." You have a back and forth. You know, the husband says, "You know what? You're, you got a good point. The it wasn't nice. I apologize." And my wife complains that I'm not that she not, that I'm very boring to fight with. <laughs> Usually she has a good point, you know. Taka wasn't being being sensitive enough, so I apologize. You're right. Try me better next time. I mean, she's right. So what am I supposed to do? Fight with her without good, like you know. <laughs> okay, so Mashiach comes according to the Ram. But the point of the Ram is that that the, the, the desire is it, it's not a, it's not a world of schar. But it's this, this concept, which we're saying over here, that the Bershom, part of the, the reward for acting appropriately is that the Bershom will facilitate that. So it's, it's along the lines of the concept which Chazal say that if a person has a true desire to go a certain way, the Bershom will, will, will facilitate that. And the more says it works both ways. That a person wants to make himself a the Bershom will allow him to do that. He said, well, here's even more than to allow him to do that, but the person at some point will actually say, you know, you sleep in the bed that you made. You, you, you don't want to do Torah mitzvahs, so you're, I'm going to make it hard for you to do Torah mitzvahs. Reb Dester says, on the, uh, he doesn't talk about this Ramah per se, but he says the following thought. Um, the more says, the line of the person should be asked to Torah mitzvah, shalom lishma, shalom lishma, bo lishma. He spoke about this one time, I think. Um, he says, but what do you do with a person who never comes to Lishma? I mean, there are people which they, they, their whole life, you know, they do it because that's what the Tata did, that's what the Zayda did, not because I really want it. 
So there's not the Lishmo is the desire. The Rabbin says that Lishmo, the Rabbin later on the Rabbin says that Lishmo is the expression of Avo. I really want this. That's what Lishmo means. I really want this. I really want to do I really want to do this. I really want to know this. I really want it. Shalishma means I don't really want this. I'd be rather sleeping, but the mice, if I learn, I get, I get covered, so, so I'll do it. I mean, that's, what, that's really what Shalishma means. Because if you really enjoy learning, I don't need the covet. If I really want this knowledge, right, I, I have the, you know, like, like a billion half dollars. Like, there's some people who enjoy, like, you know, sports statistics. I, I, I had a friend, like, you know, the guy was walking encyclopedia about, you know, every single baseball player. You know, he could tell you, like, you know, all of his information. Why? He enjoyed it. Right? So he didn't, uh, you know, now, uh, there was a certain amount, I'm sure he, at some point, you know, he made a reputation for himself, so he had to keep up his reputation. So it was a shlodish also, because it's covered, you know. But, but he, he wanted to know this information. Nobody had to make him do it. So how come when it comes to learning, because I don't understand the value of learning. You know, what, what exactly is the value? So you know what? Learn Shalodishma. Do Mitzvah Shalodishma. But you cannot maintain a reality. That's not a reality. That's not real. It's some, it has to come to Lishma eventually. So, but if there's generation after generation of Shalodishma, comes Korban. Where it says, this, this can't work. It says, and then... And that matzah of the people who will do it, they're doing it because they really want it. And that'll be the tikkun. So the marshal, you know, he says this in Russia. You know, there was a, the, the situation deteriorated to the point where the marshal says, it can't continue like this. We can't continue with people just doing it because. You know, why are you doing it? Because. At the conversation. Like, no desire, no interest, no understanding, etc. The marshal says, I'm going to make it very hard. You know what's going to happen? There's going to be people who do it even in those circumstances. Those people are not doing it because there's any did it. Because of Bobby, you know, they're not doing it because of that. The person who, L.U.S.S. who became about Shuva in the 1960s in, in Russia and started keeping terror mitzvahs, he wasn't doing it because, like, you know, he's getting covered out of it. Because that's what Zayda did. He was doing it because he really wanted this. He really believed in it. Right? So, that's Lishma. He says, Shlom Lishmo cannot maintain itself. It has to get to a point of Lishmo. So the Ram over here says that um, a person really wants it. The Bersha says, I'll facilitate. If, you don't, if you're doing the opposite, what you're really saying is you don't want it. The Bersha says, I'm going to make it very hard. What's going to happen is under those circumstances, some people will then do tshuva and say, you know what, I, really do, I do really want it. And that's going to be a tikkun for, for everybody else. That's what adding. He's adding this whole new point. Right? It, push, it re-establishes the whole attitude. Uh, one of the other ones said, you know, you, that, you know, what really, what really destroyed Russia, right, the schus of these people doing true, we, we don't know what the words mean. I told you my story about we, we were going to Russia, right? We were supposed to go to Russia, my family was supposed to go. They were in, the, in, the, in the 70s and 80s, they were sending constantly couples to Russia to teach these people. There was a whole, you know, underground movement of people learning to etc. And um, my wife and I were slated to go. And my mother-in-law found out about it. And she wouldn't let us go. You know, she was a survivor and, you know, she says the, the, her language was, the ground is saturated with Jewish blood, you cannot step on it. I'm not going to let you go there. She was supposed to be scared also. Like, yeah. 
So the couple went instead of us, just to get a picture of what it meant. The couple went instead of us, they come into the into Moscow airport, they separate the husband from the wife, they take the wife into a into a room. She walks into a room and there's eight soldiers with guns pointed straight at her. For like a minute. But no, you know, specialist, no nothing. Just intimidate her. That's like the Shalom Aleichem. We're here to intimidate you. That was the Shalom Aleichem to, 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 to Russia. Right? Um, we were told, I mean, we got the briefing before the, the briefing, they got the same briefing. You, know, you, know, you, you weren't allowed to, halakhali, you're not allowed to talk in your hotel room on Shabbos. Because you're talking to a microphone. That was a fact. Although the hotel rooms were, were bugged. So it's a secret. You're talking into a microphone. And you, uh, you're, not, you're not allowed to talk in your hotel room on Shabbos. <laughs> Um, not that you said someone's shop at the time it says but that meant but during the week if you had a conversation about something the, you'd go into the bathroom and you'd flush the toilet and while the, the, the water was making the noise you would talk quietly to each other you would discuss what you had to discuss because otherwise it's going to be it's, so they're being tailed she says the story that they, they, you know um, they were being followed by, by some you know a KGB uh, fellow so um, he was listening to the conversation. So at some point in time, you know, she, you know, she turns around. She was getting annoyed. This guy's following her. She says, you know, she asked him a question in English. She says, I don't understand. So, well, obviously he did understand. That's why he was there. But he's pretending like he would, you know, I'm not listening. I don't understand anything, you know, what you're saying. So a little while later, further on, she, she was uh, her husband of Shloim's. She says, says Shloim's, it's snowing. She turns around and she sees the guy looking up. And the guy realized that she just blew his cover. <laughs> so he just turned red and ran away. But like, you know, that was reality. So these people were mamas, they, they were they were learning Torah. So one of the other said is what destroyed what, what brought down Russia was the schools of these people learning Torah. They, they, they were they were threatened constantly. They, 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 one of the one of the people from Cleveland, right, Fisherman's Echel Bracho, he went. The, 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 he went to teach. They took him into a forest, these agents, they beat him up. And you have twenty four hours to leave the country. They physically beat him, and not, not you know like <laughs> they. And then, usually they, they they wouldn't touch American citizens, but apparently whatever reason they decided this time to show make a show. It wasn't the only one. There was somebody else. They didn't. They you know they have like said notice that your visa expires in twenty four hours. You must get out of the country. He was he had a heli from Moscow. He was in St. Petersburg. It was like it was crazy. You know you know that was like it was real. So that schools of people learning Torah. Why? Because they want Torah. No other reason. That's the Shema. So the Ram is saying the Russian will facilitate that, and if you, if you mess it up, you're going to lose that. But meanwhile, what happens here is a. Uh, uh, so we have to go back to this other issue. So, so the Russian facilitates Torah. So. Look at the Ram over here. This should be in your packet. I put it in, I think. I did. I didn't. Oh, I didn't put it in. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't put this in. The famous Ram and the Shri Tuvi Yavu, the Ram and the Shri Tuvi Yavu, Perkut Gimel, 
almost the end of the Peshitu The Ramam in general, the end of each one of the halachas that, that he has, he has like the last halacha to him. Not always, but there's like a much, there's like a Musr thought, there's a Mashava thought, etc. There's actually a safer which came out in the 70s or 80s. It was a leakout of all of the Musr Shmuzin of the, the Rambam in, 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 in Yad Chazaka. Like, you know, he put, put it together, like everything, like these different things. So then at the end of Shittu Yavu, he says like this. Why was Levi not to get a portion of to sell and to go to get the, the booty of war, etc.? They should hope the law of Hashem. Shem Levi was set aside for what is Hashem. The Shorsai to serve Kurdish Baruch, or the Haris, the Rach of Hayashar, Mishpat of Atzadikim, the Rabbim, and to teach Kayasu. Therefore, they were separated out from the, the, the being involved in the, the physical needs. They don't go to war. They don't, what they're getting is not based on their physical efforts. They're the Hashem's army. The Russian takes care of their needs. That's Polochi Yubay. This is not limited to Sheva Levi alone. Any person, which he has this, he, he comes and has this desire to offer himself. He wants to serve Hashem Baruch Hu. The day is Hashem. Rolach Yosher Kamoshu Soa Lakim Park Meal Sabaru Ochis Barazam. He doesn't waste focus on the physical needs, money, etc. Those type of things. Shabbat Shalom, which people are interested in. Raising his Kaddish Kaddish Kadoshim. So he is sanctified. V'yeshem Chelka Menachlosi Lolam Ololamei Lolamim. The Bereshit will be his portion in the world to come. V'yiskeloy Bailam Azeh Dover Hamas Bekloy Kamoshu Zochal Lakanu Levi. And he'll get his needs. So it's interesting, Lash of the Rambam. The Rambam says that if a person really does this, the person will take care of his needs. Allow him to sit and learn. So that really parallels the Rambam over here. That if you really do this right, the person says, I will make sure that you have what you need to, to facilitate. But over here, the Rambam says, Love is our master, the psukim over here, which talk about all the Mahaz, are way beyond the Ramaspic you know, the Rashi talks about, you know, there's going to be so much Tavua, you have no way to deal with the Tavua anymore. Because right? it's going to be a tremendous amount of brach. That's not the Ramaspic law, that's way beyond that. So, so the question that comes how do we react to this you know, this tremendous brach? The Ramaspic law means not, not too much and not too little. Good. But the Psukim's promise is way beyond that. The people of Kaisal would be quite. Uh, wealthy. So, uh, what's with that? What's that about? So that's what I want to touch on a little bit tonight. So, so turn to the page that has Mitzrasa Shorabeinu. It's about four, four. Yeah, two more pages open. So, this is pieces from the Satmar Rebbe, Zichlid Rachel. So he says, um, when you're wealthy is harder than serving Kodesh Baruch when you're when you're not. We have Mr. Sharm in the packet. Mr. Sharm says that the whole world. 
Last page. Um, Second last page. So, just from Pelikarov, the second paragraph, or third paragraph. We live in a world where there's many things which can distract us, distance us from Hashem. That's the desires which the Russian put in this world. Where the tremendous battle, he everything, whether it's good or bad. Being poor is an isoyin. Being rich is an isoyin also. If I become satisfied, become very wealthy, I will deny Hashem. I got all my money. I don't need it anymore. Penny Varish, but if I come impoverished, we're gonna have to, I'll steal. So, like, that's not great either. Right? Having everything go well, well is, a, is a tremendous Nisoyan, so, like, I don't need a Kosh Borough, everything go great. When, down the, when the, the saying goes, there's no atheists in foxholes. Right? Because when it's really scary, you dive it. Which means it's not really scary, sometimes some people don't dive it. Uh, that's Shalva. That's the challenge of Shalva. On the other hand, the person has Yisurim, so the people who are buried by Yisurim, people who just you know, can't deal with it. Yisurim is a Mitzarachar. You can't leave the war. The, whatever, you, whatever your matzav is, you're, it's a challenge. The question is, which was the bigger challenge? Or any Yerusha? So that was the Rebbe's, that was the, the Rebbe's saying, as the Torah Kedoshim say, um, okay, so I once heard, and I cannot remember from whom, maybe it was Yaakov, that he said that, you know, this is so that Oini and Oishur, he says, but historically, Klaishul has done better with the Nisoyen of Oini than the Nisoyen of Oishur. Spain was the Nisoyen of Oishur. Germany was an Israel in Russia. Any place where, where things went good for the Jews, they started assimilating. Every time things were bad for the Jews, they didn't assimilate. So, so, uh, so historically, Christ did better with the Israel in of difficulty, etc., than the Israel in Russia. So that's what Rabbi is saying over here. That the Israel in Russia is God of Yeshua and Israel in then he's mechadish that there's two types of uh, there's two types of oishur. There's oishur which a person gets based on his mazel, and the oishur which he gets because um, um, because the special brichas Hashem, and that's why Avraham Avinu. You know, that's the piece I'm not going to get off the piece. So I don't know how you know which one it is, but perhaps the, the point then would be the Rambam's point over here is that when Kleisos doing mitzvahs and the Russian gives to Kleisos. Oishur as a reward for doing the mitzvahs, as a way to facilitate more mitzvahs, the Russian will give it in a way that it won't detract and distract from his Avodah Hashem. A lot of times money does distract and detract from Avodah Hashem. I think we spoke last time we spoke about this, we spoke about the lottery. You know. uh, my wife has a Gavaldi Marshall about you know, for the lottery. It says, winning the lottery is, is 
a lot of people tell you, you know, if I if I would win the lottery, I give like so much money to stock. Uh, I would do such good things, and I would share with all my you know siblings, you know, that just that just and maybe those people didn't win the lottery yet, but so far, as far as I understand, even those people who say that when they win the lottery, it doesn't work like that always. Right? It's not easy. Alamrishan, before the Chet, had this, he had a good cash, but he says, you know, eight dates of Das, and I'll have the Yitzhah inside of me, and I'll overcome it, and I'll get tremendous Kiddush Hashem by doing so. The problem is, the, 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 the Swarm said, he couldn't understand from outside that world what it means to have a Yitzhah inside of you. Says, That's exactly the much I have to understand what it means to win the lottery. From the outside looking in, yeah, I, I can handle that. But when you're living it, you don't understand. You have no way to understand from the outside what it means to live that Nisoy. There are Yakita, obviously, who could, you know, would be fine. But those, are, those are usually people who are not buying the lottery tickets. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But Oshur is a tremendous Nisoyan. Um. Okay, that's one piece from, from the summer that I wrote, which I wanted to point out to you. He says it was, um, Take a look over here. So, then, so the, because I'll say there's a there's a funny funny Gemara. Aser taser. The Gemara says aser b'shil shetis aser. Take my sir, and you shall become rich. The more says, are you allowed to do a mitzvah for that purpose? It says, this mitzvah point you're allowed to do. You have, you have the Torah from um, the Shabbos HaGadol. Right? The says, test me with this. If, if you do give the mitzvah properly, you will see that you're enriched. Test me. If you give, you give the mitzvah properly, you'll be... So, Mama, you're allowed to... Where, do we, where else do we find... Verse says, "Take my sir, or you should become rich." That's like Shlomo Shmuel. Take my sir because the mitzvah is Hashem, not because you want to become rich. It's a funny Gemara. Um, um, so what's the pshat? Um, Um, the purpose over here of a shiris is if a person doing it to have a rock of it as a shemis Therefore, the Keep it tight about the Torah. And so, again, I think a piece is cut off. I think I have my, my original copy of the Torah. I don't know why, what changed. I made an earlier copy earlier today, and I did it again. We recognize that the Raman says you need sometimes to have this wealth to do for Avodah Hashem. So that should be your Asher, Bishos, Asher, not because, so well, I can enjoy myself having money. So now that I have money, I can do Avodah Hashem. So it's the Shmo. 
the Kiddush over here is I have a right to take Meister in order to, to as it were, force a Kiddush Baruch hand to facilitate my avoidance of Hashem by giving me money. That's how, that's how he understands it. So, um, there was one other piece which I wanted to look at. People that don't bring the full Meister, they're, it's an Avera, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, finish your thought. Wait, therefore, so therefore, I mean, it's like when Hashem says, you know, bring the full Meister, test me and bring the full Meister. Right. I mean, it's... Um, Yeah, you got to be a chote in order not to get that bracha. You got you got to like mamish not give a full tent in order not to get. If you have a farm, okay, it's going on. It's going on like the derasa mice. Correct. Yeah. All right. I mean, I, I'm sort of on the impression that everybody did all the misses correctly back in the day. You know, okay, so maybe you should realize that that wasn't so. They had they had the head Yitzharas in those days. And money, giving away money was very hard. And the person says, you know what? Don't do that. Give the money. I'll, I'll give you a bracha. And you know what? Test me. This way, your soil will be less. Right. Um, now, we did this piece last time. I just want to look at it again. It's on the... Where is it? It's in your page. Tough and Zion. Is it in there? We did this piece last time. He says, the more it says that, uh, that uh, an usher, the nature of a shir is that they're mechanical, that they're stingy. He says, the that doesn't make any sense. Usually we think that neem should be stingy because since they don't have so much, they don't want to give it away. And shir have so much, like why not give some of them away? Like what's the big, what's the big kuns? Like, so what's the shot? So he said it like this. So, the the the, the, the says when a person has a meter raw, the way you overcome the meter raw is by going to the other, other extreme. So a person who has a problem being stingy needs for a period of time to become very open-handed, beyond normal, to get used to the idea of giving away, and then he can go back to the middle, which is to be balanced. Sometimes, yes, sometimes no, you have to make decisions, etc. But if a person's stingy and he goes to the middle, he'll end up being stingy again, because it'll pull back to being stinginess. So the, the, so the opposite of, 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 of uh, uh, who's a, 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 a is a, is a, a pazron. He just you know, throws money out easily. The person of money, he can't, he doesn't have the money to throw it easily. So Bershom did a chesed. The people who have an inclination to be kamsonim, the Bershom, those people that made them a shirim, they would have the, the vehicle to be able to work on their meters. The people don't, the people on their hands who who uh, who are not comes on them? They don't need to have the sashiras to be able to work on their meters because they have other things they have to work on. So it's not the pshat is that the, the people who are shirim different became comes on them. The people who are comes on them, the Russian did, it, did it, was a, was a balchas and it says, I know you're going to have to work on your meters. The way you work on meters is by going to the other extreme, and you need the resources to do that. So I'll give you the resources to do that. That's how we understand this pshat in the, in the Gemara. So it's like. Like the point he's saying is, we start with there's a physical reality, and then we deal with the meters. He's saying, no, no, no. The first step is we have we deal with our meters, and the Russian creates a physical reality to help us deal with our meters. 
So it's like you're born with a mida, or it's just that you develop. I don't know. It's, 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 like, oh, it's like you're getting rewarded for being a consensus. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Who said it's a reward? Yeah. <laughs> 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 the it's a fascinating way yeah. to look at the world. The way you look at the world, he's saying that your fir- the first step is the the reality of tarmitzus, and the Bereshit is going to manipulate the world to facilitate help you in doing what you have to do. Okay, there's a piece of the Pelagoyot um, which he starts off with the same idea, basically. Let's see, I can read it to you. It's mine, also, also good for us. It's not a dad. <laughs> so the Pelagoyot says, Asherasun Nisan Chazim Menanias. Again, this idea that Asherasun is much more challenging than Menanias. Person who's an usher can end up with a lot, a lot of problems. He shouldn't be a balgaiva. This being about the, the, the even the melech has so he shouldn't be he shouldn't think he's better than other people. So if the melech has an error, all the has an error because you're talking up better than me, right? So, but but the, but, but the, the usher thinks that he is. That's it's a, a lot of every regular he has that thing, that thought. He's ever loved. By Yana Azus, the Pesach says, Usher Yana Azus, he talks to people in a condescending way. Pesach says, a person who doesn't listen to Zakas Dao, wonderful things happen to him. He has a chiv to open his hand. He has to give. He has to give. Help him. As much as the person needs. This fellow is fabulously wealthy. He's got tremendous amount of chiv. I told you the mindset with the Rizal Salander. With his wife's lottery ticket. Rizal Salander's wife, one time, bought a lottery ticket. So Rizal was heard about it. He wasn't there when she did it. So he got he got two Talmudim together. So they should be Adis. He says, Didn't the only be Egypt and Nixi Ishti and Paris Parasay not Arab. So what's this about? So Moore says that that before the woman receives something, the husband has the power the power to take off his rights to get it. What she has that he, that, you, this, that doesn't work because more than getting the paracursive and ksubas, But but before the money comes in, he has ability to prevent his schus in it. So he says, "My wife, let's say she wins the lottery. So it means I, I, own, I own all the money. I have trying to say a chayyim of sucker, but I can't just give sucker people." I have exotanium in the city who need. I can't give it to people who don't need because that'll take care of the money I have for the people who do need. So I have to check out every money, make sure that he really deserves the money because it shouldn't be stealing from the other who need. I spent my whole day busy worrying about this, doing sucker properly. I have other things I want to do in my life right now. So, Brusha, please, I don't, don't want to have anything to do with this money. As I shouldn't have all these chayuvit, which the, the money would be mechai me, which would be matching me from other things I want to work on. That was his thought process. Ashiris is a tremendous achrayis. So he says, you, you have a menamish, tremendous averis over here. Support people which are, which are having difficulty in their life. 
The Mor says that Rechem Azakia was once was walking out of Yerushalayim after the after the Chorban, and he sees a young woman picking out kernels of grain from the dung of an animal. She was so impoverished, she was picking out the kernels. She'd wash them off and she'd grind them and she'd make food out of it from the dung of the animal because the animal eats foods. Not not, not everything gets digested. It's like I mean, that's like the lowest of the low of the low, right? So when she saw Rechem and Zaka, she went over to Rechem and Zaka and she said, you know, Rebbe Pradesani, help me, I need help. I mean, obviously that's what she's at, she needs help. Bas Mihat, she says to her, she was the daughter of Natim Ben-Gurion. Rechem and Zaka says, I remember I sat in your ksuba, I was eight in your ksuba. How big was her ksuba? The money the father, you know, promised to bring, the nada, the father... The ksuba doesn't mean the Messiah Zeus. That that that's you know the ikar kiddush of ksuba was Machazal was what's known as the nadin and the tosefis. The nadin is what the woman brings into the marriage, and the, and the husband takes possession of it. And Zmachai, if, if he divorces her, he he will return the val- the value of it. And then the husband commits to give a certain amount of his own. If she's bringing the, uh, that amount in the marriage, someone is like meet her, like you know, with a certain amount of money also. Nowadays, for Ashkenazim, they do a, they do a set amount. But to Zmanchazal, they would sit there and they would estimate what she's bringing to the marriage. So Moore says that that the Isan and Yerksuva, what you brought into the marriage, was Elif Alafim. It was a thousand of a thousand of dinari zohav. A dinner zahav is worth 25 dinner kasev. Right? So, uh, a dinner kasev is, is, um, is a zoos. More says a person for, for food, clothing, shelter, everything a person, one person can live on 200 zoos in a year. So, dinner zahav is 25. So it means eight dinner zahav is pushing the cost of living for one person for a year. Now, do the math, a thousand of a thousand, a million dinner zahav. What that was what she her, she was bringing into the marriage, right? Her father kept money for himself also, right? And now she's holding by like you know, picking. The so more says what happened. The more says he didn't give him, he didn't give stalker. The more says he didn't give stalker. He, the more says he gave tremendous amount of stalker. He didn't give as much as he could have, according to his according to his. The more says the saying according to the the strength of the camel. That's the load you put on him. So he can do more. He's mechivah do more. He didn't do more, so he lost it. So he says you should, shouldn't, shouldn't forget that story. It's an important story to remember. Maybe you didn't do enough. Okay. Then he says on the next page, if he does give, okay. So now you finally got the guy. He gives a lot of stuff. He's mamish taka. Gives tremendous amounts. Um. But the first line over there, the other line. I'm such a, I'm such a wonderful. I'm interested. I give the stuff. I give like half of my income to stuff. Like, okay. 
So you were a good boy, and you, and you did your shlichus to pass it on. I'm such a tzaddik, I did my shlichus. Really? You'll get reward for it. Fine, etc. Um, you should be nice to them and speak to them nicely, etc. Immediately, we end in a paragraph. This is this is your this is Pashat, your portion of life is to be able to give. That's it. So give. Now, if you have a lot of money, so you don't have to work so much. My basic, we ask the Next paragraph. Well, you're a You shouldn't be a bad guy. You're not made out of money. You're made out of flesh and blood, like everybody else. We have a love. Yeah, but you don't keep the money for everybody. You leave this world empty-handed. There's no difference. In the ground, they're all the same. Not that order, but then he says, look at the next thing. He says, If you have money, you should, you should use it for you. Take care of you. Make it. Don't starve yourself. You should have a nice house. Not, not exaggerated, not you know, you know, I have a lot of money, so like you know, I'm gonna build a forty-seven room mansion. Like, like I haven't I never really got that. <laughs> like, you know, how many bedrooms do you need? Like, you know. You, you, know, you sleep the first hour in the bedroom one, and the second hour in bedroom two. Right? One of the one of the big, big dialogue one time said he says, like, you know, the fellow says he has, you know, the, he says, you only have one mouth, only so much you can eat. Like, what's the glick over here? I don't get it. You know, so the money, the food, I get, I get a little bit. You know, like you know, eat now, eat later. Like, you know, but beds, I don't get. You know. But Derech, I'm sorry, a person should have a nice house. You're a nice place to do what is Hashem, you have room to have guests. You shouldn't spend money, that you should make your life a little bit easier. Don't be stingy. Hire some workers. Now you have more time to learn. Right? So. so you know, if you can be really cheap and stingy, so you, you do everything yourself, you know. So you end up the psychotic situations. You're traveling where there's bandits, you know, danger, etc. You know, that, that was part of the reality. Well, nicely. So, you know, if you, you say, you know, I don't want to waste the money, you know, so I'd rather, you know, I'll fix my car myself. Pay the mechanic and go to base manager. Come out the belt, you know. <laughs> you know, 
you should talk and make it a little bit easier in your life. And then mainly you'll have also because you'll have money to spend on stock. There'll be also money to have time to learn. Right? So he's not saying it's strafe, you know. It's just like get get it straight. So the goal of Rebaran spoke on Shabbos, it says that one of the challenges we have in our our society is we confuse um, uh, action and purpose. Why do people go, go to work? Because they have to take care of their needs. Right. They have to pay, have, need a place to live, and need food, and need clothing, and need children's education, etc. But the mice, uh, the whole week, you're not busy. You're busy making money. The reason why you're making money is to, for all these other purposes. But at the end of the day, you're spending time thinking about making money. Eventually, money becomes the focus. So the action becomes the purpose. The, 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 the ways, the means becomes, you know, the, the, all, all of a sudden becomes the, the, the purpose. Says, that's the mistake. So this person says, okay, so the Russian gave me a shiris that, that's to facilitate something more. The person ends up focusing on the fact that he has a shiris. So I need to make more shiris, you know. Right? Thomas Simon says there's no other place you find such a mitzvah. Like most people, when I, when I do you a favor, you know, you feel like course of time to get back to me. Here, the person does a person a favor, he gives him money, and instead of giving the Baruch Hu and learning more, he ends up learning less because he's busy with all his money. You know, <laughs> don't my investments. There's a mice with a rub. There was a rub in Pittsburgh in the twenties. It's a mind-boggling story. I'm of the story. There's a rub in, in Pittsburgh. I tell you the story with the, the rub. It was Roman Pittsburgh in the twenties. Those days they didn't have retirement funds, and everybody in this, you know, his Kehila really loved. He was really a very special person. He really took care of the Kehila. Many years, you know, he's there, and they realized that you know he's getting older. He can't keep this up. So they, this, the the Kehila got together and they decided to raise money amongst the members. They give him money for his retirement. So they they gave him. You have to hear this. They gave him thirty thousand dollars. Nineteen twenty, so that was dollars. I mean, it was like I mean, Pashat was like it was a hard rock. He could live on it for quite some time. The killer got very upset. They they heard shortly thereafter he was giving away the money. So, like, and once it started, like you know, it became like a, like a whole stream. It says if a tabachacham will come to him, he wants to say, give the person fifty dollars. Again, that's like you know, equivalent of like five hundred dollars now, or a thousand dollars. Like, so man, there's a lot of people who want to publish mm-hmm. short. They're all coming to him, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, they're spending the three dollars to travel on the bus from you know whatever to there you know, to, to Pittsburgh. You know, what can we fifty dollars, right? And for Moses, he was giving you know you know I think a hundred dollars. Like they give him like, a tremendous sums of money away to stock. So finally, one of the people in the kilo like very upset. Like you know, we gave it to you that you should take it, use it for yourself. You're giving it away. He says, my whole life. My, my interest in life was Tarvitz's. And I spent my time thinking about, you know, learning. I said, you know, when, my, when, my, when, the, when the, I wasn't busy about anything, I'd think about a cash, I'd think about a Tarvitz. That's where my mind would go. So he gave me this money. All of a sudden I realized, like, you know, so when I had free time, I started thinking about, so, so how should I invest the money? Should I do this? Should I do that? I should speak to so and so, see what he says. Well, maybe I should speak to so and so. And my mind was thinking about the money. 
I don't want my mind to think about the money. I want my think about mind to think about terror. So I said, I realize the only solution is I have to give the money away. I can't just give the money away. So I'll give it away for good purposes. So I realize once I give it to a few people, I guarantee that it'll, it'll go very quickly. Because people will start coming and asking. Right? It's a fascinating thought process. Now, I actually am scared about winning a lottery. So I don't buy lottery tickets because I'm scared that if I, I might win. So then I thought about, you know, the truth is, Mr. Brush will make me not win. That's a waste of money, waste of the dollar to buy the ticket. It's a If I win, I talk about my win, I don't want to win. And if I'm not going to win anyway, so why should I waste the money on a ticket? So, once all the answer comes along and says, you know, it's not so big, you know, it's, it's really big, I, I'm like, push it, I'm not going to get it back. Like, it's too scary. It's, I, I can handle $20 million, you know. I think, maybe. I don't know. The answer says, I don't know. So once in a while, when it's like really low, I think I may have to buy a ticket. But the reality is, that what he was saying is, once you have that money, like, you know, like, you got to figure out something to do with it. What do you do with it? Now, like, people say that if they win, you know, that, that, that their life becomes, you know, misery. Because all of a sudden, everybody wants, you know, they have all these friends that they never knew that they had, you know, you know want to be, and this causes, and, and, and this causes, all of a sudden, people they're friendly with are upset at them. Well, you didn't give me money, or you didn't give me enough money. Why'd you give him more money? So you don't have friends anymore. Or you have friends, you always wonder, they're really friends with them because you want the money. Like, especially you lose, you lose your, your social life. So they had to do it. So you have to do it. Like, nobody should know about it. Like, okay, so now. So, you, fine, you put it, you, you, in Maryland, you can, get the, you can get the money anonymously. You don't have to publicize that you got it. But it doesn't mean that there isn't, the, the, the place was sold that didn't have a security camera to see if figure out who it was, you know. Okay, so they don't figure it out. And you go to collect the money, you go with a mask. Because somebody in Maryland did that. So, nobody so what do you do with the money? You put it in the bank so that the, the teller's going to figure out, you know, you can put it, the, the broker knows. So he won't tell, right? Because you're not going to be like making a nice house because the people will know. So you leave the house the same. So what do you do with the money? Like, you know, so you give charity. Okay, fine. Yeah, right, right. So you sit there figure out, figure out how am I going to do it secretively? And then if you do it not like that, so then you figure out how do I deal with all the people who are driving me crazy? So it's scary. But 20 million, I think I can handle Anyway. Um, <laughs> I'll you know, give this nephew this money. You know, everyone has to get some. Well, that's the plan, you know. Give you see a little money. So, I, I, one thing I can tell you though, uh, that I told you about Krogos. They asked him, the Bachman asked him, what would he do if he won, won the lottery? He said he'd pay back the yeshiva every penny ever received because he's crushed that maybe he wasn't didn't fill his obligations to yeshiva. You know, he was a Christ, yeshiva was a mashkiach. Maybe he could have done more. So, in came the money is gzela. His salary is, is gzela. So he'd, he'd win the lottery. He'd do a shemaskzela. Like you heard from the, the answer, like what was on his mind? You know, like you know, it's the airlockite. I tell you, you know, I tell you one my <laughs> My wife got a phone call two weeks ago from a, a Tamita from Cleveland, who now lives, she's married, lives in Lakewood. So by my my son's husband, so she does uh, the the makeup. So she did my wife and you know my my daughter. So she called up to tell us that, that, that she overcharged, and she's recrediting back to the, the credit card the, the 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 money. How much? Six cents. 
My wife said, what did you say? Six cents. Six cents. Like, you know, six pennies. Six cents. So my wife says, says, says to her, says, tell your mother in my name that you're a source of nachas. Thank you very much. That's a Shabbat Pruta, you You know, like, like the Erlokite, you know, I overcharged somebody six cents. Like, you know, the cost of the because phone call and, and the, the person, credit card return, the, the credit card, time. the person's time, you know, like, Miss Tom, first of Michael, six cents, you know, right? That's what we, you know, like, Miss Tom and Michael. I know there's something, but that's not my, that's not my, that's not my crisis to give it back. And they'll, they'll figure out what they want to do with their business. 